Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, slight spoilers, character analysis, and rants about TV shows. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone, it is Tuesday, so you know what that means. It is time for Spirekins Television Tuesday, the episode where we talk about new and different television shows that we are currently watching as they come out. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up, and hope you guys are doing well. I am excited for today because today we've got two very cool shows that we're going to talk about. And we've got some other things that are coming out really soon that I'm really excited to add. And I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. But if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.spirakn.com, spirakn.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Stitcher, Twitter, and various other social media sites. Just type in Spirakn, I guarantee you find us one way or the other. And so with that in mind... I hope all of you are doing well, and let's get to it, shall we? Because we've got two very cool episodes to talk about. The big one is we've got the new episode of Nosferatu that's titled The Hourglass, and then we have Shining Night, the latest episode from Stargirl, episode 11. So let's get to the review, shall we? Because this is a crazy weekend. As usual, remember, we have a spoiler section after the music, so... The first part is just going to be analysis of my thoughts during the basic parts of the show. We'll talk a little bit about that, and then I'll get into the spoilers after the And like always, we're going to start in alphabet lore, so we're starting off with Nosferatu Season 2, Episode 6, The Hourglass, directed by Hanel Culpepper, who directed the last episode. And this is actually a follow-up where we find a little bit more about what's going on in the world and the aftermath of... Uh, the assault on the McQueen Lake House. And it actually opens up where everybody's in the hospital, things are not going well, and after an attempt on their life, we find out what happens to Vic, Lou, and Chris. Chris is injured with the bullet wound in his leg. You have Lou, who was beaten by Charlie Manx, and more importantly than that, he had a heart attack. So he had to get a stint done. He's not doing well. And that's sad because Lou has been the heart of the show this season, and seeing that his heart got hurt, that's really a depressing moment. And for Vic, well, she's got a punctured spleen, so that's not good. And also, more importantly, that her knife has been destroyed, so we don't know what's going to happen now. And while we're dealing with the aftermath of that, and also Chris realizing that, one, Vic has been telling the truth about supernatural things going on. He has to convince Linda, and they have to figure out where they're going from here. Now... With Charlie Manx, he's kind of one. He abandoned Bing, and he's got Wayne in the backseat of his car. But a mysterious visitor is trying to keep Wayne from succumbing to the wraith and turning into one of the Christmas land monsters. What will happen? Well, it's kind of a important scene dealing with that. And then finally, we've got Maggie who finds the Hourglass Man because she's trying to find out what's going on. And we discover, one, the Hourglass Man, what his deal is, it's amazing. And he has a proposal for Maggie in order to fix her problem with using her knife because every time she uses her knife, she gets really, really sick and gets into, well, she has seizures. And he proposes that there's a way to stop that. And if he helps her, she'll help him. And things will work out. So uh, it's a very crazy sequence. And it's one which it's it's literally feels just like the next episode. There's no stopping it. And I do love the fact that this season it's been same director for two episodes in a row. So we have kind of a continuous motion going on. It's two-parters. And this one it's so gripping because we're worried about 
Wayne and we want him to do well, but he's succumbing to the Wraith. We want Maggie to be better, and then the whole sequence of her dealing with the Hourglass Man, it's very like nerve-wracking, because it's kind of, first it's very flirty, but it's then very cat and mouse-ish. I gotta say, Maggie sells it out of the park, and also what happens to Trish, that is, yeah, that's a, that's a moment. Uh, either way, crazy episode, truly worth it, and I'm excited to see the next episode called Cripple Creek, where we're gonna maybe have something going on with Bing, at that ending is crazy. And now let's get to the other show, Stargirl, which is another show dealing with a repercussion of what happened. And that is Shining Night. And it deals with the fact that one, Brainwave Jr. is dead. That Henry Jr. is dead. And she has to deal with that. And two, we have the introduction of Sam Courtney's actual biological father who I've been saying the entire time is not Starman and he shows up and it's her dealing with the fact that hey this is my real dad my real dad is not Starman and how am I going to cope with that that is what's occurring in Brainwave is dealing with the fact that he is ready to go and he's a little more disconnected than he was last episode because beginning of last episode he was very nice and like compassionate and now he's just a monster he's back to how he was in the first episode of the series and it's kind of unnerving to see him he even unnerves jordan at one point and this is setting up the final pieces for what's going on and also with courtney dealing with the lack of confidence now that she's finding out the truth about that her dad is not star man the other element of this is we find out more about justin sir justin and it's introducing him as the character that he is, and that is a great element of this. I gotta say that this is directed by Jennifer Pang, and she does a great job showcasing these characters in such a great way. And it shows the attention to detail with this, especially how Pat interacts with Justin. And there's a very wonderful moment, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section, that just it makes you feel for Justin. It makes you see that Pat is a good man, and he's the right person for the role that he's in and i've got to say this episode truly great truly awesome and it's definitely been much better than the rest of the series and so far oh and i will say that the fact that pat yells at mike that's not good it's gonna lead to mike either running away or something happening and the way that this episode ends it's a little worrisome so we'll see how that goes so I know this is kind of quick and simple, but I really want to get into the spoilers, so enjoy, watch, hope you guys enjoyed this, watch the episodes, and as usual, I'm your host, Zan, I'm Gonsville, stick around after the music to hear me talk about spoilers. I'll see you later, keep watching TV. Bye. <laughs>
it's time for spoilers. The section where we talk about all the different spoilers for the episodes. And I've been so excited to talk about this. So let's talk about Shining Knight first. I love the fact that they brought back the Seven Soldiers of Victory. And they explained that Sir Justin is the leader of the Seven Soldiers of Victory. And I love the joke of, well, there's eight of you in the picture. And he's like, ah, oh, never mind, we'll deal with that. I love that they bring the fact that he was from the time of dragons and knights. And it's such a compassionate scene of him talking to Pat and trying to piece together. And we know something happened to him. We don't know what occurred, but we know he's hurt. We know he got beaten by the Dragon King and he's trying to piece it together. And he knows that Pat can help him. And just the story of him explaining how he was a lowly page and King Arthur gave him Excalibur. It's such a compelling and big point about the show in general the fact that heroes can come from anywhere and that's true for pat it's true for courtney it's true for all the characters and that should have been the main point of this episode and it does fit with the fact that courtney does lose her confidence and is unable to use a cosmic staff because she finds out that she is not starman star that she's the daughter of this douchebag sam who if we read the comics, we knew the whole thing of that he was going to go after the locket. The minute they showed up at first, I was like, hey, maybe he's just showed up to be a really nice guy and he's trying. But then once he talked about the locket, I'm like, oh, damn it, they are doing the locket storyline. And it fits so well with his sleaziness. And the scene that made it for me is after he gets it, you see that she's a mess. And Pat's like, listen, if you want to yell at me, yell at me. I'm here for you. And you see him hug her and treat her like the daughter that she is because he is her real father I think like her her, you know he may have been your father but he ain't your daddy he was being her daddy hugging her and then later going to Sam and saying hey what you did there was really messed up and she's like I'll make it up to her and then he just clocks him knocks him to the ground says if I wasn't you're lucky I wasn't I'm busy because you know he would have pounded him into the ground and you see him just walk away and Pat being awesome. And I'm really liking him in this role. I really do enjoy how well he's doing in this. And it's kind of funny also because he is... Because uh, Luke Wilson's in this and he does a great job in this. And Owen Wilson uh, like over is a more geeky person. and He would have been great for this, but they wanted Luke Wilson. He says, I'm more of a sports fan in interviews. He didn't know any of the superheroes. It was hard for him to remember all the different characters. So I do think he's doing a great job in this. Uh, seeing Christopher Baker back as Henry King Jr. and him playing that malevolent psychopath, and now he's just completely like, I killed my, daughter, my uh, wife and my son for you. You should, and you're not going to, kill a woman well i'll take care of it for you if you want and it's just so creepy and i think he's gonna try to take over from icicle we'd have to see though in the ending of the episode where icicle finally says i'm going to i want you to kill them all especially the son it's like we don't want a legacy running around that's neil jackson is a great villain i think he's a great villain as icicle and just all the isa does a great job in the next episode where it's gonna be the final showdown I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Also, back to Henry King Sr., just him at the funeral, just talking to Courtney, saying, it was your fault that he died. And coming to attack us, like kind of saying, come on, I got you. I won't want you to do this. That is so unsettling and great. I'm excited to see the next episode. This show has really, really gotten to me and just shown, shown how it's a good show. 
and I'm happy that it got to be a good show. Uh, what am I forgetting in this episode? Oh, the the other se- last part of the scene where when Courtney finally gets her power back and just Justin going downstairs and saying, "Our queen is risen." It's just a great of her acknowledging that she's a good person, that the staff chose the right person because she's confident and brave. I don't know what's gonna happen. That that clock going down. You got twelve hours to go. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. So now to Nosratu. Holy fuck. Um the fact that Maggie killed that guy, <laughs> killed uh the hourglass man, wow. But that's what it was. The whole thing was he wanted immortality, and she just straight up killed him. And Paul Schneider as Jonathan Beckett, the hourglass man, is a great sequence. And I love the fact that he he is such a charismatic character, and he does such horrible things. Like he flips, he says, "Can I have a minute of your time?" If you say yes, he's able to use his hourglass and then control you to do stuff. Just seeing him say, "Give me the that bottle of." Uh, that bottle of your, your most expensive whiskey for free. And he gets it. Seeing that. It's such an unnerving scene. And then his explanation about how to save your power. Not do. Um, how to not be hurt by your powers. That's a great sequence. Just him saying. I lost the first 20 years of my life. But I didn't lose any more. Because I now know. In order to keep your gift. You have to hurt yourself or hurt others. And just seeing all the cigarette burns on his arm. Wow. That is that is the iconic moment of the episode. That, and then also seeing Craig show up again. I didn't expect that. I thought they would never bring Craig back, but seeing him as a kind of zombie talking to Wayne, trying to get Wayne to not succumb to the wraith. It's you know that's his son, and he's trying to protect him. It's a great moment, and I wonder if he's going to be able to do it because Wayne is trying to fight it, but he's becoming evil and they realize he's he is evil it worries me but it's a it's a sequence that's well it's done well so what else oh yes uh seeing tabitha lose her job over this situation and then her and maggie kind of that awkward of her agreeing to help Maggie, but she's ready to run. It's like, I don't know if they're going to last. I mean, I hope that Tabitha and uh, Maggie stay together. But now she doesn't have a job at the FBI. I don't know. I just don't know. And then, well, the other part about this episode, seeing Chris and Linda talk, and he admits that you wouldn't have found anything special about her because you were dealing with alcoholic husband. And him admitting he has a he had a problem and he's trying to fix himself seeing that he still cares about her that's a great moment of them just showing they're still friends and it's still they still care about each other and they're more point they're there for their daughter i think that they are a great pair virginia colin ebony moss bachrach i don't know i just so many good points with this episode I am surprised that we didn't see Bing until the end of the episode when you see him gas Charlie and then just disable the Wraith and drag him off. So I'm wondering, is he going to kill Charlie? What happened? What is going to go on? I mean, the episode, next episode, seems like it's going to deal with a lot. Maybe it's going to be a whole, they're stuck in a room and he's going to interrogate him. Is he going to hurt him? 
what's going to happen? I'm not worried about Charlie Manx, but I am worried about Bing. I mean, what's Bing going to do, and why is he doing what he's doing? Did he get flipped? And one last thing I got to bring up, Vic realizing that Lou got hurt, and her finally being like, we're a team, and we're together, and she's being there, and now she's present. I really hope that they're able to fix things and stay together, because I think that he's really good for her. I really think that he is a great influence, and I hope that they stay together. I think that that family unit deserves to be together. We are going to have to wait and see. So... Let me know what you think. Email me, zanspiker.com. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. these two episodes are. And did I miss anything? Do you think I did analyze anything enough? Let me know. I guess that's it for this episode. I know it's a little quicker than usual, but I'm trying to streamline. And without me talking to someone, I'm getting just right to the points I know. So I'm gone, so I'll catch you guys next time. Keep watching TV and let me know what you think. Bye.